0: What's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people submit to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just react honestly to what we hear. We're not reviewers. Uh, this is, We're not critics. It's not a review show in a tr- traditional sense. We just talk about what we hear. Sometimes we like it. Sometimes we don't. We don't strive to make a whole lot of value judgments. We just uh, hopefully put some new music in your ear, whether it's something that we dig or not. We uh, encourage everybody to go out and support stuff that they do enjoy by purchasing releases, going and seeing bands when that becomes a possibility. Again, the format of the show is that we have 10 bands every week. We roll some dice, and then we get through between five and seven of them. And that's really all there is to it. Nate, any thoughts this week? Any anecdotes? Any interesting happenings this week? It's, it's okay if not. We can jump right into music. But, you know, I always feel like I should ask, especially since we don't talk a ton in the uh, intervening days between episodes uh no not
1: really not much is going on winter's finally being winter this is what it should be like you know from basically mid-november to the end of february around here if you ask me i i I didn't ask you and i don't agree (laughs) that's what it should be i'm serious if if people don't like winter then fucking move where it's not winter right simple as that get the fuck out right (laughs) yeah i mean i dream about it every year people fucking cry about the cold hey fuck off leave Right, uh, fair, fair enough. I mean, yeah, sure. You know what the fuck, um. But you know, enough we'll talk about the weather. No, um, nothing really went on this week. Um, you know, who cares? Super Bowl Sunday. All right, let's go. All
0: right. Yeah. I don't Tom, even know. Tom
1: Brady's Tom Brady's up for the big
0: game once again. Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Tom Tom Brady has now been in more Super Bowls than any NFL team in history.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I
0: think then. Uh, Than anyone in history, right? Well, well, yeah, but, like, even more than any, like, returning franchise. Like, he's been in the Super Bowl the most of not any individual only, but of any team even. Right. Right. And, you know, hey, you got to
1: hand it to him. Super consistent, right? The best the best of all time. And if there's one thing that makes sports exciting, it is predictability and consistency. Well, he also kisses his son on
0: the lips, which is nice.
1: He he does kiss his son on the lips. I bet you that he kisses him on his... um, other holes. <laughs> <laughs> like he his ear hole and his nose hole, you know. Stuff like that. Oh yeah, right, yeah, stuff like that. His head sure. holes. Yeah, okay, sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is it worse is it worse to kiss your son in the lips or to kiss him tenderly in the ear
0: hole? Uh, I'd say on the ear. You think on the ear? Yeah, the ear is definitely weirder, isn't it? Yeah, it's more sensual.
1: Right? Like a good a good daddy kiss on the lips is just, mm-hmm. you know, hey, a peck in the lips from dad. You love him, yeah. right? what are right. you going to do? But a nice warm daddy kiss on the ears yeah. from your dad, I, that would be horrible. <laughs> yeah,
0: thats I, I'm, I'm, I'm shivering just thinking about it. Yeah, it certainly would, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Well, if we don't have much to discuss up top, I'm uh, i am not opposed to jumping right into music. That's, well, what happened with you? Did anything happen good to you? No, I mean, good things happen to me all the time. (laughs) i tell you one thing that's bad that's going to happen to you
1: is your electrical bill next month. Uh, Why is that? Because you guys have that big, giant fucking house that heats with electricity, and it's two degrees outside right now.
0: Well, it's it's probably going to be the same that it was this last month, which was uh, almost seven hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Suffer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very cool stuff, um, and that's not with us heating any of the common areas of the house. That's just heating our room. So when you go downstairs, you can still see your breath inside. Yeah, it's very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um. As I as I said recently, uh, only only a life lived in dedication to the ideal of punk and hardcore could leave, could lead a nearly 31 year old man to believe that this is an acceptable way to live. But here, here I I am. You
1: know, you know, I was there for a long ass time too. And sometimes I miss it. Um, My house had the opposite problem. It was always sweltering fucking hot in there in the winter time. Yeah. Well, I,
0: I'm going to tell you, I would take that over the fact that my olive oil is now a solid block. Okay. That's it's easier to handle. It is. I squeeze it out onto a tray before I cook and I just kind of spread it around like butter.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You it's know what you got to cool. do?
0: Cook up in your room, right? Just take I like actually little, have thought about it. Yeah. Take
1: like a little propane stove up in your room, seal mm-hmm. off the windows and the doors real tight so that no drafts
0: get in. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the crucial component. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I've thought about bringing a little, like just getting a mini fridge and a little cooking stove up here and just doing it all in my room for the duration of the winter time.
1: You can go camping in your downstairs in the main part
0: of the house, take a sleeping bag down, a little cook oh, stove, yeah. right? That's Some true. Weather gear. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would need it. Yeah. Um, so yeah nothing's happening i i'll you know life's good i'm chilling i'm doing my thing keeping pushing pushing ahead staying busy uh but nothing nothing fun or cool to report but it's coming coming up soon that we'll have cool and fun stuff to report in the coming weeks but until hopefully. then we're just we're just pushing along hopefully yeah all indeed. right so uh let's get into it then Okay, cool. So the queue this week uh, looks pretty promising. There's some stuff in here that I think is confirmed good uh, by all counts and some stuff that I'm not familiar with at all. So that's a a healthy mix. So up first, we have Milk with their Brick 7-inch. This is a band from Japan. This release, uh, Milk has been on my radar for a long time, and this release came out in September of last year, and a lot of people think it fucking rules. It's just one of those things that missed me last year for whatever reason. I just didn't get around to listening to it, but I imagine I will probably think it rips, just as pretty much everybody else who has listened to this thinks it rips. Then we have got, oh, and that was submitted by uh, Ethan Lizay. Then we have got changes with their demo. This is a band from Malaysia submitted by John Berg. It's his weekly, uh, more than weekly at this point, even uh international submission. I'm just getting through the backlog of international bands that he sent in. He didn't send in uh any sort of uh explanation about what it sounds like or anything. I think at this point he's just kind of sending links our way. And then we have got Leaking Head with their demo 2021. This was sent in by John Fett, and this features Tyler Hammer. Um, we've had other bands of his on the show. And uh, this is evidently just like a new hardcore band that he's doing that takes influence from uh, Poison Idea and kind of general international hardcore, he said. Then we have got Outside with Green and You. This is a band from Columbus, I believe. No, actually, uh, uh, they're based out of Toledo. But uh, Head to Wall Records is putting it out. We've had bands on Head to Wall on the show before. Josh from Head to Wall sent this in. Outside is a band whose members I've known for a really long time, and I've actually played with this band a ton over the years. They've even played at the Harrison House a couple times. Um, I've played with them in Ohio Ohio a handful of times. Uh, They play kind of uh, shoegazy indie rock stuff. And then we have got The Usurpers with Future Wars. This is a submission from Colton Keys. It is his uh, local or his weekly scene, local scene report from SLC Utah, the, the SLC greater area. Um, he described this stuff as being sort of Boston-esque, rockin', rockin hardcore a la early Blood for Blood. Then we've got Stabbed with Defleshed by Reptiles. This was sent in by Brennan Vish. It is a New York like slam death metal band. Hmm. I, would, we, I would never have known. Yeah, I never would have known. <laughs> then we have got Sist with their uh, debut release, Release Living. This was sent in by Nicholas B. Sales. He plays in the band, I believe, uh, plays drums in the band says they are a punk band he actually sent in he sent in an email with some context that I will read if we land on the band then we have got Gamma Bomb with Living for the Lockdown this was sent in by Tim Neff and they are an Irish crossover band that Tim described as having the balls to actually use falsetto when they sing hmm then we have got Third Face with Do It With A Smile. This record is not out yet, but they've released a, uh, a couple tracks off of it. They're from Nashville, Tennessee. This was sent in by our man Trey Dalton. Uh, he says that it's kind of weirdo punk stuff. And uh, I guess the drummer of this band also plays guitar in Yaucha, who's putting out a, a new record on Relapse this year that he says rips. We had this band on before. Uh, oh, yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah, we did. I totally forgot about that. Um, and then we have got, last but not least, Takbir from Morocco. Um, so this band actually was like, this just came out on February 3rd. And, yeah, this uh, has been making the rounds. I've heard it. It's good. Yeah. So, so I haven't heard this yet, but uh, I've, I've been waiting all week to listen to this. And uh, so I just threw it in the queue tonight because it was submitted to the show. And like I didn't want to wait any longer. So we'll either hear it on the show tonight or, uh, or not. But regardless, I'm going to check it out after the show. I like, I just, I've been mad anxious to hear this because a lot of people have recommended it to me. And the artwork is wild, considering that they're from Morocco. It, the tape features a boot stup- stepping on a turbaned man's head, a woman in a spiked burqa, and a wrecking ball smashing the Kaaba, which is one of the, the holiest of yeah. all sites in Islam. And like, you know, make no mistake, just as I believe Christian morons should be free to live their life uh, without without persecution by the state or their fellow man. I believe the same thing about folks who practice the Muslim religion. But uh, it's equally stupid and certainly not sacred. And the fact that a band from Morocco, a 99% Muslim country where the state religion is Islam, is putting out a record with this, with this artwork on it and these themes on it is insane and automatically uh, it automatically, they, they are awarded the realest motherfuckers in the game award for that.
1: I think for real. Yeah. Yeah. For real. It's, uh, the art and and the, the, uh, well we'll talk about it when we get to it. We we don't want to talk about it if we don't get to it. Right. Yeah. 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 uh, Fair enough. Let's just call our jets, but I heard this and I really like it.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Let's uh, roll the dice and see what's up first. Three. All right. Three is the leaking head demo. So this band's based out of uh, Rochester, New York. Like I said, I think they cite their main their main influence here as Poison Idea, and then just like a various a cadre of different international bands over the years, including Swedish stuff, Japanese stuff, um, and uh, yeah, t- like I said, Tyler Hammer plays in this band. We've had we've had one of his other bands on the show at least. Uh, he mostly plays in like grind bands and shit. I'm interested to see what uh, what he does with uh, with a hardcore band. The artwork is dope. Um, I really mm-hmm. like I really like the artwork, the the two hands making the uh, LH logo is very sick. Um, so they have a they have an eponymous track, they have a, a, a self titled track, and it's the lead track to the demo. So I think we'll just go with that. Okay, so we're going to listen to leaking head by leaking head off of their demo 2021. Okay, we just heard Leaking Head by Leaking Head off of their demo 2021, and you can find that at faithinfailureproductions.bandcamp.com. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, that was okay. That was interesting enough that I'll probably come back and check out
1: some other songs. I didn't mm-hmm. like the lengthy intro to the when you know, there was actually you got into the meat of the song. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I didn't really go for that. I didn't find that main riff very compelling. Um so I didn't really want to hear a minute and a half of it before they started playing the actual song. For sure. Um, I can definitely see the poison idea comparison, obviously like, especially maybe in like the attitude in mm-hmm. the vocal delivery where it's, it's just on the verge of rambling. Right. Jerry mm-hmm. a would always do this thing where like he, he, he just manages to s- to squeeze the lyrics into, you know, the song structure. Yeah, um, for sure. And it always works. He was really good. At, he's really good at that. Um, so i can see that, that 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 sort of manic rambling approach to the vocal delivery and the i like the rock and roll attitude mm-hmm. but you know like there wasn't as
0: much rock and roll in there as i would have liked for sure there were hints of it for sure but yeah it wasn't quite to the level that i would that i would hope for for i agree
1: you know like, like i think it was i think this was just fine and if i saw this band live um, I would think it was dope, especially not knowing anything about them because, you know, they're, they're kind of, this, this isn't one of the more, at least, you know, what comes down the, comes down the pipe to me, this isn't something that I hear a lot of people playing, mm-hmm, definitely. stuff that like verges into that poison idea worship. Um, And, I mean, you know, obviously you've got things, you know, you've got. Of course, you know, Long Knife and, and um, shit, I can't think of the other name that, that they, um, members of Long Knife got together with Hippie Slayer before he died. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, like just pure rock and roll punk, right? Rock yeah. and roll hardcore. Yeah. Um And you don't really hear a lot of that rowdy, nasty ugliness mm-hmm. in a lot of hardcore um that comes my way. And so I like that. I like the I like I said I like the sleazy rock and roll attitude of it. I just wish there was more of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I and I think too like the rock influence in this and them citing international influences, it makes a lot of sense that to me this was also reminiscent of reminiscent of some of the Cleveland stuff that was pulling oh, sure. from a lot of international stuff like H100s and and uh that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um i or- sure. Yeah, yeah, Nine Shocks, or even like Annihilation Time and shit, um, mm-hmm. which you know shared uh, they weren't from Cleveland, but they shared shared members that emigrated from Cleveland, I believe, if I am not mistaken. Um, so, yeah, I think it shares a lot in common with that. the The chorus for this was super, super catchy. Mm-hmm. The thing about it that struck me that didn't that didn't quite work, or, or I guess just wasn't quite there yet. It quite it hasn't quite arrived yet, where I think it should be. Is just that Poison Ideas and was an unbelievably tight band yeah this this is a little this is was a little sloppily played um not so much that it was alienating i mean i think it worked all right but like so much of poison ideas appeal uh is just how absolutely unbelievably together they were like they were phenomenal fucking players um and the songwriting and the playing were both like utterly watertight at pretty much all times so i think like just bringing together i think compositionally this is good but honing in and focusing a little bit more and just making this a little bit tighter and trimming some of the fat i think would go a long way i agree that the intro felt a little excessive um and wasn't compelling enough to warrant that minute and a half intro um but I think that there's like a, there's a really good core here. I, I think I, I also will probably go back and listen to the rest of this demo just to check it out. And I'm interested to see what comes next for sure. I think that uh, the, the essence of this idea is, is super, super solid. And if it, uh, if it just gets tightened up a little bit, I, I could see myself fucking with this a lot and agree that if I saw this live, especially going into it, not knowing anything about it, I would be psyched on it for sure.
1: So I, I wasn't reading much of the page when we were listening to the song. I was kind of following along with the lyrics and so forth and yeah. looking at like the, the tongues getting cut off in the background of the page. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it says that there's two covers on here, one by Reagan youth and one by the Stooges. Yeah. Um, and that makes total sense. I mean, definitely. it's like, like I, I definitely, now that it now that I'm looking at the words Regan youth, I would say that this is, this is closer to Reagan Youth than it is to Boys and Idea. For sure, um, yeah. Like, I definitely hear Reagan Youth in that now that I'm looking at the words, for sure, and that makes total sense. Yeah, so yeah I, think that this was, I think that this was interesting and pretty good. I, I, I would like to hear it tightened up a little bit. I'd like to hear it um, just a little, the songwriting just to be a little more interesting, yep. um, a little catchier, a little more snarl, Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think that, but I think, yeah, like this is, this is definitely on the right track
0: for sure. And for a demo solid again, as, as, as we always say, I mean, like the, the premise of a, of a demo, I think has been a little bit lost in, in the modern, in the modern world just because, yeah so many bands come out with a demo and it's expected to be like an immediately an immediate slap in the face, right? And just like, oh, holy shit, this is fucking dope. Whereas like the actual purpose of a demo is indeed like a demonstration of of what you can do, a, a statement of purpose and intent. And uh I think this did a good job of that. So yeah, I got nothing bad to say about this. I will I'll check I'll check back in for the next release for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's something good to remind ourselves of because even you and like I I lose sight of that too because we hear so many demos that seem like that's the finished product like yeah like it's it shouldn't be it's not but there's tons of bands that just have like four or five demos out and that's it right um yo like re-record that shit into a proper like you know yeah. if, like a proper record you know yeah definitely um, it seems like it seems like that in in the i guess increasingly ephemeral nature of the bands just because there's so many of them mm-hmm. that um you know a lot of bands don't stick around or have any intent of doing anything other than a couple of demos. Right. And so I even lose sight of the track that, yeah, like this is a demo. This is
0: going to be rough. Um, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Let's roll the dice and see what's up next.
1: So I, I wanted to point out. Yeah. I think John Fett has gotten more of his submissions onto the show than anybody else. That might be true. The dice seem to
0: favor him, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think they do. And unfortunately, I think we shit on more of his submissions than anybody else, but this one was definitely not a shitter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's next? All right. Uh, one. Okay. One is uh, the Milk 7-inch. It is entitled Bricks. And like I said, this is a, a band from Japan that uh, this release in particular got a whole lot of hype last year. Um, I just missed it for whatever reason. As I said several times, there's just too much good shit coming out for me to catch all of it, even if it's stuff that is very much in my lane and, and should have been something that I've that I that I heard before this moment. But uh, but I didn't, so I'm I'm stoked to check this out. So uh, I think we'll just listen to the uh, the eponymous track, which is also the opener of the record. So we're going to hear "Bricks" off of the seven inch of the same name by the band Milk. <laughs> Okay. We just heard the song bricks off the seven inch of the same name by the band milk from Japan. Nate, how'd you feel about it?
1: Uh, I like that. So this was, this was interesting because, um, it seems like a lot of the stuff we get is either like raging hardcore, um, you know, in the vein of like, say something like electric chair Mm -hmm. or, you know, like that, that, that like D beat influenced hardcore. Right. Um, or it's, just like jangly you know cartoon music played on toy instruments right and this was DB influenced hardcore played on
0: toy instruments yeah for sure the lack of distortion was uh was a really interesting touch
1: yeah yeah like like it, it had no nastiness no snarl to it but it had all of the charm and speed and aggression to it yeah um it it felt like it, it felt like you were listening to something you were listening to this on like an old like transistor radio on low so that your parents wouldn't hear it <laughs> right yeah Yeah. yeah you know sure. like it like like it wasn't the the final product isn't like it you know the end production isn't like loud and noise or anything it's just very it's very um minimal yeah and uh yeah i liked i i that juxtaposition between the the, the music and the and, and like the the production uh yeah I like
0: that yeah for sure I was I was really not expecting the entirely clean guitars on there and I I I'm not sure if I can say uh, positive or negatively whether they how they affect the track like I don't know if it if that song would benefit from some distortion or some overdrive or if it was served by the clean guitars I'm not sure I think I'm just like slapped in the face with the novelty of it uh, I've been slapped in the face so hard bo- by it that I, I can't really like gather my thoughts on it. I can't I can't form a, an opinion about it quite yet. I think I would need to listen to the entirety of the seven inch and and see how it uh, see how it feels for the duration of like six songs in a row. Yeah, um, but it but it didn't. The song is good enough that it, it certainly didn't uh, it, it didn't hurt it. You know what I'm saying? It was good enough that with or, with or without the distortion, I still really fucked with this and enjoyed it. So,
1: well, so this was like I mean. This sounds like just sitting in practice, and the amps not on or the amps on low, you know. And we don't want to have our fucking earplugs in, whatever. Right. And you're just like, you know, fucking around with some riffs, and then somebody's like, "Hey, what, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep going there. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? But we haven't. Right. It, it's not a fully realized thing with you know all the fucking noise that comes along with it yeah you just know
0: that yeah that's a pretty good riff and I think we can
1: that we're definitely going to be able to work with that you know for sure
0: yeah 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 it does it does have that energy to it um but yeah I mean the song itself was fucking great I mean it ripped it was it was awesome it was it was definitely the kind of punk and hardcore that we typically big up on this show but yeah I'm I am I'm a little bit taken aback by that production choice I feel like now that I've heard it I do recall people mentioning the that in discussions about this band and about this about this record in particular like i said this is a band that i've been aware of for a long time for the duration of their existence um but i have just never listened to i don't know why i don't know why that is but uh it, that was really good i'm definitely going to listen to the, the rest of the 7 inch and if anything whether or not i come to the conclusion that i uh, enjoy or don't really enjoy the the lack of distortion on this I got I gotta tip my hat to them for just uh, the novelty of the approach you know what I mean I guess at least they're trying something different whether or not it works or not I, I think I think that should be lauded yeah I think it works I think
1: this is uh it, it was uh it was just kind of chill for a hardcore song
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah for sure for sure and uh you can find this at hysteria discos.bandcamp.com and it looks like there's still some copies of the seven inch left too so if you if you liked that you can uh you can still cop this but uh but yeah overall really good uh like i said i'm gonna listen to the rest of that seven inch and it it certainly did a good job of piquing my interest so uh so hats off to milk that was sick i'm uh i'm a fool for sleeping on this band for so long i guess um all right let's uh let's roll the dice and uh and uh see what's next eight okay eight is uh talk beer so we'll we'll get to hear this on the show tonight uh so i was i it was suggested to us that we listen to two songs back to back um and i mean yeah we've already burned through two bands and we didn't have a preamble this, this for this show so i i, I don't see why not right um, this was sent in by Grant Williams he said it would it would best serve the band and do them justice if we listen to songs two and three just back to back so I'm, I'm not opposed to that mm-hmm. um, so we're going to listen to Aisha Kandisha uh, and then the, uh, the second song whose name I'm not going to attempt to pronounce by Beer off of their self-titled debut release <laughs> Starla, się Okay, we just heard two songs by Talk Beer off of their self-titled debut release. You can find that at talkbeer.bandcamp.com. That is spelled T-A-Q-B-I-R. And, uh, man, I loved that so much, especially the second track. That was a fucking slapper.
1: Yeah, I think that this this is the best... Well, we're still very early in 2021, but this is the best thing I've heard in 2021 so far.
0: Yeah, man. This Yeah, this might be the best thing I've heard in 2021 so far, too, man. This is... This is really, really good. And, uh, and just to touch back on what I was talking about when I first brought this band up, the fact that this is evidently fronted by a woman—I'm not sure if there are any other or women or non-male identifying people in this band—but that adds like an extra, an extra layer to this shit, man. <laughs> because uh, again, like Mike, it's like it's uh, brothers, brothers in the Abrahamic faiths—Judaism and Christianity. Islam does not have a, a super tra- good track record with uh, rights for women. So the fact that this is, is fronted by a woman on top of everything else, like I said, uh it just reinforces the fact that I'm I'm passing out the realest motherfucker, motherfuckers in the game award to talk beer right at the top of the year. I don't think anybody else is gonna is gonna top them on that front.
1: Yeah, for real. Like I I I don't know anything about, you know, I mean, so you know, we do make a lot of assumptions right here about Islam in general, but that's what you know we learn about it you know with regards to uh especially women's rights in certain areas of the world right yeah um and but like i don't know i don't know what's going on in morocco particularly as far as like where on the spectrum of like it, it is you know right um but like <laughs> i wonder if they have to go incognito
0: you know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah, I kind of, I wonder the same, I wonder the same thing for sure. Um, and, and also like, I, I don't know, I don't know like the, the extent of the situation in Morocco, but there's been some like fairly flagrant human rights violations in, in the past few years with like people's people harassing journalists, uh, a lot of like big demonstrations and shit like that. um, like people, people getting sentenced twenty plus years, and like social justice protests and stuff. There's there's a lot of shit going on in Morocco for sure. It's it's not uh, it's not. I mean, it's more chill than uh, plenty of other places in the region. But there are a lot of pretty serious human rights infractions there, and there's certain certainly a lot of uh, like persecution uh, for for folks who like speak out against like not the 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 state in all its various forms in terms of of uh the the state religion state policies all sorts of shit so uh, so so, yeah without knowing the specifics in general when
1: there's like a a state religion right whenever in general whenever uh you know these fucking you know the delusional get too much fucking hoof and power under under their under themselves everybody everybody kind of suffers you know what i mean like none of them none of them have a good track record of uh you know human rights um when uh you know they're put in power in a position of power it doesn't really fucking matter what uh what fantasy you believe in for sure um but yeah like like this is uh i'm really into this i'm into the i'm into the art a lot i love i love the art on on the front of this um and, and, like, I got to imagine, because you know, just reading up on religion in M- Morocco in general, like, 99% of the country identifies as Islamic. Um, and the Kaaba is the holiest site in Islam. Right. Um, you know, and, and for folks that don't know, this is this is basically, like, as far as I understand, the culmination of the trek to Mecca, where folks, you know, circle around this black cube. Mm-hmm. um and the black cube contains a black stone that supposedly is a sacred islamic relic that um dates back from the time of adam and eve. Yep. I will tell you that if it is a stone, I'm certain it dates back before the time of adam and eve. Um probably, you know, a few hundred billion years or a few a few million hundred billion years. Um but uh you know, it's like the most sacred site. So we kind of in this country, you know, it's passe to, which for me makes it funny to like really come down hard on like Jesus and the cross, right? Because what's a more sure. pathetic fucking target, right? Than right. a simpering fucking weakling hung on a cross, right? For sure. there There is no more pathetic, easy target. And there's no more pathetic, easy target than his blubbering fucking devotees in this country you know what i mean like yeah yo your brain is full of fucking maggots if you think that shit fucking happened um fuck you i'll, I'll, piss, <laughs> in, I'll piss in his fucking gullet right i'll right. piss in his gullet and watch it spill out of his torso where the spear of Longinus pierced it you know <laughs> I, don't yeah. sh- I don't give a shit you know <laughs> for sure um but like it's easy for me to say something like that and, like, you know, nothing's going to fucking happen to me,
0: right? No, I know. I have no fear of repercussion at all.
1: Right. But, like, if I, I'm certain that if I walked down the streets of Morocco with a talk beer shirt on and there's a kebab getting hit by a fucking wrecking ball and somebody took a good close look. Yeah. Yeah, I might not make it out of Morocco for a while. <laughs> no,
0: no, you very well might not. You know, uh, I might not t- make it out of Morocco for a t- while to quote uh, to quote Damian Moyle who who listens to this podcast i believe still with some regularity he said he showed this to his wife and told her to pay close attention because there's a good chance everybody in the band will be dead by the time she gets done listening to the song <laughs> so, I, yeah
1: i don't know man this is this is pretty fucking dope which which makes me wonder like obviously there's something happening in morocco right i mean we yeah. always we write it off when we hear about things like last last week was it um
0: Moldova yeah, and from Moldova,
1: you know, and we've had bands from like, I believe Mongolia and so forth. I mean, obviously we know this shit goes on, but you don't know the extent to it. You know what I mean? I would love to fucking go to a show in, you know, Tangiers, Morocco. Yeah. No, for sure. I I, I would fucking love it. I mean, it would be pretty hard probably for me to uh, be inconspicuous (laughs) probably pretty difficult yes you know but like but like i would love to fucking like i would love to see that the contrast between like how wild a show could get versus Mm -hmm. you know how i guess stayed and sort of like um uniform you know i I don't want to say uniform i don't want i don't want to i mean obviously i'm not talking about the broader moroccan culture but i'm just talking about like i can't imagine you've got a bunch of crazy fucking punks running down the middle of the fucking street Probably not, Um, no. You know what I mean? That's just my, that's my own presumption. So I would love to see that juxtaposition. It kind of reminds me, without the threat of like religious persecution, like some of my favorite shows that we've played or I've gone to have always been in like small town out of the way places. Totally, yeah. Because folks get fucking wild, right? Yeah. And like anything goes because it's not a bunch of fucking cool dudes that get to see cool bands every fucking night. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have a feeling that it might get pretty fucking wild, but then like as soon as they're out the door, you know, put right. the fucking no. brakes on
0: it. For sure. And like, I mean, I think that there's just, there's more possibility anytime something exists in a space that has not yet been codified. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I don't know much about the the scene in Tangier, but I have to assume that it, it's probably pre-codification on some level. Um, and, and, to, and to just address the music, because we've talked a lot about sort of just like, the cultural climate that this exists in and, and how fucking gnarly that is in and of itself. Cause I think it deserves plenty of discussion, but musically this is obviously fucking great. And I think it's, it, it really walks the line between a lot of different, a lot of different sounds like the production as well as like the production choices on this big time, as well as some of the, some of the the passages like of music on here remind me a lot of maybe some of like the harder edged power plant tracks. Yeah. Um, but then there's also more like straight up, like D beat and like fast hardcore influence parts on here too. It's a really a strange mix of a lot of different stuff that's going on right now, but it, it melds it together really convincingly. Um, I mean that, that second song that we heard had, had me straight wanting to fucking murder people. Uh, yeah, like that, and the bass tone on it is great. The bass tone especially reminded me of like the power plants bass tone and the way the drums are produced and stuff, I think really brought, brought power plants to mind, especially. Um, but yeah, I would love to just like be in contact with these people and like get a window into the, what the scene in Tangier is like, because man, are there other bands? Are, are there, yeah. or is, is this band on an island out there? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I,
1: I can't imagine if you're playing something that sounds like this, right. right. You got to have local support you would Um, think for sure Yeah, you have to right i i imagine that there has to be if it's you know even if it's just a handful of other bands in the area i don't know right maybe i've said it before maybe morocco was one of the fucking most ragingest fucking places for fucking modern punk and hardcore right i don't know i don't don't know yeah but uh yeah I, i i wish that i knew what the songs were about me too. Me too. I would, uh, I, would really, I mean, I, I ain't, ain't going to tell you to, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wreck, you know, I'm not going to say, Hey cater to me cause I'm a fucking idiot and I, you know, can't understand the language that you speak, but I wish I knew what the lang, with what, what the songs were about. For sure. Um, cause that second song is, I liked all the count-ins in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just seemed to keep fucking going and raging and raging and raging. And I wanted to see, you know, like I just wanted to know what the fuck it was about for sure. Um. So yeah, this was, this is, uh, this is definitely a fucking keeper.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, um, I'll be interested to see if, uh, not only if this band does more, but like if this, if this gets a, a physical release or something, because yeah. I feel like, I mean, it's already been, you know, it's already I think it's already getting some play. Like people are talking about this and shit and it just came out. So right. I wouldn't be surprised if, if La Vida, S and Muse or, or somebody got a hold of this and, and distributed it. So, right. Um, all right. You want to, you want to roll the dice and see what's up next. The bar was, the bar was set pretty high there. We've, we've had, I mean, nothing that we've heard tonight has sucked. I feel like each thing has gotten progressively a little bit better. So one, all right. One is the changes demo. This is a band from Kuantan, Malaysia. And this was sent in by John from the path who, who stays sending in international shit. Um, I think the song that he suggested we listen to is the first one on here, Action Talk, Bullshit Walk. So we'll go with that one. Uh, So we're going to listen to Action Talk, Bullshit Walk by Changes off of their demo. (laughs) We just heard action talk bullshit walk by changes off their demo. You can find this at changeshcpunk.bandcamp.com, and uh, that was pretty good. I liked that. It says on the in their description on the side that they take influence from bands such as uh, Vitamin X, High Score, DS Thirteen, and you can hear all those influences in this. This this kind of it occupies that strange space of of, of sort of like late nineties, early two thousands music that I think can only be described as like. Post Youth Crew, it's it's not sort of as you know what I mean. It's not quite quite as as corny and on the nose as Youth Crew, but it's coming from like it's coming from that same sort of Sonic lineage, you know.
1: Well, yeah, like like that that riff, you know, like like the song is basically a sped up Youth Crew song, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, you could certainly hear Ray Capo sing over those over over that song just as much as the the person that's singing right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, for Um, sure. It's a sped up, it's a shortened down, it's abbreviated youth crew song. Um, I that's not what I was expecting. Um, not me neither at all. Nope. Um, I kind of liked it. I, I will say that this style of hardcore is fun in its moment for sure, but it doesn't have a lot of replayability to for me. Um, I agree, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like this would be dope live, mm-hmm. and there's a picture of them playing live, and it looks like it's a ton of fun. It's that, it's that, it's that fun sort of live shot where people are up like, you know, singing along, fingers in the air and everybody feels like uh invigorated and and vital and and youthful and uh hopeful about, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, the, you know, things are going to be great. Everything isn't fucking horrible, right? All right. we got to do is uh you know, through the power of magical thinking and positive thought, everything's going to be just fine. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like like True. everybody's in a Tony Robbins sort of state of mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know it's fun live
0: mm-hmm. but I don't often revisit stuff like this just sure. to listen to um yeah i mean yeah. i got a I got a lot of seven inches like this in my in my collection that I don't really revisit more than once every five or six years, you know
1: yeah, exactly exactly so so this was fine for what it was it's not my preferred well i i uh, you know let's let's face it, I am a negative person um, sure. and I like. I like absolutely crushing, brutal negativity, cynicism, and like sardonicism in my fucking music, right? right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have no room for hope, right? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. There, trust me, there there is no fucking hope. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, this is fun. Um, you know,
0: get off my yeah. fucking lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think this was really, really solid. It's not my it's not my chosen form of music. I think we said said most of what we can say on that front. This is not the kind of stuff that that gets a lot of replay from me either. I always pick up seven inches like this when I see them out and about because they're usually mad cheap. Um a lot of them come from international bands like Vitamin X and shit. And I'll, I'll I'll bust them out every once in a while if I'm in a mood. But like I said, it's usually once every four, five, six years. Um but that said, I mean, the quality of this is good and if this is your lane, you will fuck with this. This is solid, fast, youth crew-inspired hardcore that definitely sounds very much of the time that I that I referenced, that sort of weird late 90s, early 2000s scene, and there were a ton of international bands that were doing this sort of specific iteration of this sound. Um, and this was a, a, did a really convincing job. The production was solid. Um, yeah, I mean, this was good. I, I got nothing bad to say about it. I probably am not gonna, I, you know, I'm probably not gonna remember this. I'm gonna to listen to the rest of the seven inch i'm sure i'll enjoy it and then i'll think of it at the end of the year and go oh yeah this came out this year It was pretty good i'm um, not going to make my top 10 of the year by any stretch of the imagination but it was good i got nothing bad to say about it and if you like fast youth crew inspired hardcore you will fuck with this and uh there are five copies of the cassette rela- remaining so if this is your bag uh support the band and pick one up um all right let's uh let's roll the dice see what's up next all right we're moving quick we are. And this is also, I think this is our most uh this is like one of our more international episodes thus far. We've had Japan, Morocco, and Malaysia so far. Yeah. And next up is number three. Okay. Number three is Stabbed. So this is the uh the New Oh, York here sl- we go. <laughs> I see it. Now I was just listening to Effigy of the Forgotten before this, so I might be in, in exactly the right mood. I'm wearing we'll a I'm I'm wearing an obituary shirt and and Zuba's workout pants right now, so I'm fucking well, ready.
1: you know, i i I love obituary basically up up through and complete. I don't really fuck with it much after that. Um yeah, I agree. I saw obituary years ago um with like Napalm Death, and the Obituary was doing like the uh, they had some fucking album, like it was called like the redneck stomp or something yeah, 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 yeah yeah. That's oh, just sucks. my God. I actually like Napalm Death played first and yeah. that was around like when maybe anime or the code is no nah, maybe any of the music business i can't remember but it it was like you know aughts right yeah. yeah yeah and uh and uh redneck stomp came me obituaries took the stage and they, they they spent like like napalm death killed it right yeah. and um then obituary came out and, like, literally just stomped around on the stage. Like, the bass player stomped around on the stage and made, like, faces of people <laughs> while he was, like, grinding out some dirty fucking redneck stomp riff. And, uh, I left. Like, I, I watched him for 10 minutes. And, and I don't know, like, The Incomplete is dope, right? Slowly we rot, fucking, you know, all that shit is fucking undeniable. Yeah. Uh, Effigy of the Forgotten is one of my favorite death metal records. Um, but that said what the takeaway that people that far too many people take away from effigy effigy of the forgotten is just the slam
0: for sure yeah i agree i agree right so. yeah and uh but 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 that said um mm. I, I, I fucking got, record out the gate are you kidding yeah. me with yeah, legion veracity yeah.
1: fucking shit are you kidding In, me insane <laughs> absolutely right. nuts yeah
0: yeah <laughs> Um but uh but it, all I'm saying is I'm definitely in the mood to be receptive to some some New York slam right now. So um all right so you can find this at stabbed420.bandcamp.com. The first song is like half the length of everything else on here so we'll listen to the to to the second track I think. Um so we're going to listen to Savage too. Yeah it does. So so we're going to listen to Savage Bite to the Head by Stabbed off of their EP Defleshed by Reptiles. Okay, we just heard "Savage Bite to the Head" by Stabbed off of their EP "Defleshed by Reptiles," which uh, also appears to be their debut. I don't see anything else by them on here, so unless they have something that is host- hosted elsewhere, I think this is their uh, their first release. Came out in October of last year, and uh, I really liked that a lot. I was, like I said, I was in the mood for that type of shit. Um, it really scratched an itch for me right now, and in fact, there was no there was no Wigger Slam to be detected in there really. They kept the pace up really well. they opened with some blasts they they went back into some blasts later in the track there's There was no sort of like ignorant slams in there. this was like this was bordering on sweatpants and puffy vest death metal, but not not quite there this is still this is still uh black jeans and high top death metal. I think I really really liked this a lot, and it. It definitely pulled from a lot of sort of like classic New York, New Jersey area stuff that I dig. Um, and like I said, I was I was very much in the mood for this, especially right at, right at this moment. So, yeah, I, I fucked with this a whole lot. I'm going to listen to the rest of this. How'd you feel about it?
1: Yeah, I thought this was pretty good. I don't, I don't think I liked it quite as much as you. I like the brevity of it. I liked, I, I like, there's things about it that I want to like more than I do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked it when they kept up the faster pace and and, and when they slowed down a little bit into those more, um, uh, mid tempo riffs and Mm. mid tempo parts, I kind of started to lose me there a little bit. Uh, it it teetered on the edge of like death metal polka a couple times for me. Yeah, that's true. um, Um, which I didn't really care for, but, um, I like, I like the, the brief brutal approach. For sure, um I like that this didn't have that this was not a like slam I really no. like that um I just I don't know it didn't it didn't sit sit too well on the back of the palate, I guess for me fair enough um and i'm not I'm not exactly sure why I mean who knows who knows right some people say, oh, this is a fucking great record nobody fucking knows you know what I mean it's just what what your, what your brain likes you know um, yeah for sure and I'm just not feeling this like uh like I wanted to. Yeah, when I it came it. out the gates I was like oh here we go this is some fucking mold from the tomb um but uh at the by the end I was like nah fuck it
0: it's okay <laughs> Or yeah fair enough man um yeah I don't know I really like this like I said I'm I'm in the zone for it I'm wearing the fucking pants for it right now um I was even writing riffs on guitar much like this you know like a a couple hours ago, so um, I, I'm just in the I'm in the zone, baby. I'm, I was ready for this band to be on the show tonight, and it uh, it served me well. I'm gonna listen to the rest of this. Looks like there's no physical release, but uh, but if you dig it, you can check it out on Bandcamp. I'm not sure if it's on Spotify or anything like that. We'll see if they uh, if they release anything else. We'll see if this gets a physical treatment of any sort. But I, I like that a whole lot. And I imagine if you like uh, basic to the point brutal New York death metal shit, you will probably like that too. Not much else to say about it. Uh let's roll the dice and uh and do another one. We certainly we've got the time, so we might as well. One. We've got a lot, we had a lot of ones tonight. We did a lot of ones. All right. So this is this is gonna be switching up the pace a whole lot. This is outside. You can find this at head to dot com. It's head to like the number two wallrecords.bandcamp.com. dot com. This is green and you. It's the newest LP from this band. Like I said, I know the dudes in this band. Um, I know the dudes who run Head to Wall. I've released stuff with them before. We've played stuff from Head to Wall's discography um, on the show several times. This is a band who... Even though I've played with them a lot, and I've always thought that they were like a solid live band, like I've never spent a ton of time with their music. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's not it's never been anything that resonates with me particularly. But I always have a good time watching their sets and whatnot. Um, I, I haven't really kept up with their their actual physical releases over the years, so we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see how this stands up. the The song that they wanted us to play is the eighth one on here, "My Home, My Own." So we'll go with that. So we're going to listen to My Home, My Own by Outside off of their LP, Green and You. All right, we just heard My Home, My Own by Outside off of their LP, Green and You. Head to Wall Records definitely, they definitely have a lane. They put out a lot of stuff in this vein, including a band of my own that was kind of in this world, uh, Wicker Wolves, that they put out a tape for a couple years back. But my relationship to this style of music is, is interesting. And... Um, I'm sure it just makes me even more of a dick than I already am because it's one of those things where it's like, well, when everybody else does it, it's, it's lame and fake. But when I do it, it's sick and cool. Um, <laughs> cause I've played music that doesn't sound too far off from this. And I think my band is good. Whereas a lot of stuff that sounds very similar to it. I just, I don't really get super into this is way more kind of, post hardcore than I remember outside being I don't know if that's a newer development or if it's always been there and my memory just isn't serving me super well but this lane of like kind of twinkly post hardcore stuff um it's something that when it connects with me it really connects but 99% of the time it really doesn't connect with me at all and I don't find it offensive but I just I just don't feel engaged by it on any level you know what I mean I don't want to watch a 35 40 minute set of this i don't want to listen to a record of this if it's on if someone's listening to it i'm not mad but like i don't remember it i don't ask who the fuck it is and that's just kind of where this stuff falls for me um no diss to anybody involved i think this is really competently played it's probably just as good or better than my own band that played stuff that was similar to this you know what i mean but like i just for whatever reason I don't know. Maybe it's just my age. I think if I were nineteen, I would fucking love this, but I'm not, uh, and and it. I just don't really connect with it anymore. I don't have anything terrible to say about it. It's just not. It's just not my shit. Nate, what about you? I imagine you probably occupy a somewhat similar space. No,
1: yeah, you could say that. Um, <laughs> so when this started, I thought, okay, this it definitely falls in with like the head to wall lane. Um, I think that. I I always associate um, head to wall with bands trying to sound like quicksand. Right. Um, And there was definitely, when this came in, I thought, okay, there's some pretty cool like 90s-esque post-hardcore in here, right? Right, yeah. Um, But dude, as soon, as soon as old boy started crooning. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure, right. It was like Satan himself farted right in my face. (laughs) right yeah yeah i mean at that point like i could see if if i saw this band live i'd be like all right this isn't so bad this is like big beefy sort of shit it's it's angsty right it's not necessarily in my lane because like yeah i guess i'm angsty right but like um not in like
0: that way i don't think you know not not in like a self-reflective way
1: right um like like Believe me, there's plenty of there's plenty of like inwardly directed loathing, but 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 I, I <laughs> radiate I radiate loathing like the fucking elephant's foot. You know what I mean? Sure. Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can't look at me, right? I'll ruin camera equipment, right? <laughs> With a fucking like the, you know the rads that are coming off of me in loathing radiation, you know? <laughs> yeah. And and. So, like, I don't feel that kind of angst that's in this song. But as soon as that dude started singing, if I saw this band, I would have went
0: <laughs> and, like, turned around and fucking walked out. Yeah, I don't think the singing worked very well on this at all. Like, it just,
1: uh, it, it, it didn't, I don't know, man. I've said it, I've said it a million times. I, I Even if you're not, I don't like it when I think you're being a fucking crybaby.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. It's it's simple as that, and so it just it does it doesn't it doesn't fucking stick with me. I I never. What am I supposed to do? Fucking go up there and sing and cry with you while you're playing <laughs> this fucking song, right? Like what 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 reaction is expected of anybody over the age of like twenty three except like mocking derision, right? <laughs> yeah. That sort of like emotive aspect into underground music, right? Like right. like what 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 do you want me to fucking do other than like you know basically scoff and fucking walk away you know like you might as yeah. well have just like you might as well have just fucking take taken up like i don't know being a fucking mime right go on <laughs> tour as an underground punk rock mime and I'll watch you and And not think it's as fucking ridiculous as sing songy cry baby fucking bullshit <laughs> I, I i I cannot emphasize much I cannot emphasize too much like I can't overstate it how much I fucking hate crybaby bullshit, yeah, right I just yeah. don't feel it man I don't feel it it feels fake, it really feels fake when a dude is doing it because like as a dude I can't. I can't wrap my head around feeling that way. I guess there's just too much fucking toxic tea built up in my brain. Right. Over the <laughs> years. So. Right. There's yeah. like, there's like this nugget of toxic testosterone built up in my brain. And you know, we can get into the fucking psychology of all that and the social structures and reinforcing that men feel to be like fucking closed off and shit like that and cry about it like a fucking baby. But I'm not, cause I'm not a fucking baby. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. So like you ain't gonna catch me fucking slipping. You ain't gonna catch me fucking crying because I never fucking feel that way, right? Right. I'm yeah. a real fucking I'm a real fucking man that feels nothing but unrelenting fucking rage and hate at everything. <laughs> right? That's that's what a real fucking man feels. You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. So like, what yeah. do you want me to do? You want me to fucking come up there and cry with you about some fucking bullshit about your hometown and the fucking street lights and it's raining and your girlfriend walked away and it's the last time you get to see her cuz she's fucking dying? Who gives a shit? <laughs> oh, damn, she's
0: dying now, too. Huh? She probably is,
1: right? she, well, everybody is. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, you know, hey, ain't no guarantee that the next minute's coming, so I guess fucking cry about it, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like this just doesn't I don't you know, I don't know how many times I can say it. Any different ways I can say it. I just hate this sort of shit. I fucking hate it. It's a fucking infection. It's an infection in fucking punk and hardcore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know you. I know you do feel that way. I don't. I don't feel nearly as strongly about this stuff. It's just something that I typically. Uh, I typically just sort of write off. I will say though, man, uh, that song should have ended at two and a half two and a half minutes what the fuck was going on with that like
1: not only not only am i supposed to not feel anything when you're fucking crying at me but then like what that outro that that instrumental outro yeah
0: yeah that was that was a little indulgent i I feel but but by and large for this for this style of stuff i think this was well well done i'm sure there will be plenty of people in our listenership who will connect with this and dig it it's it's something that pretty much misses me entirely, but I, I got nothing bad to say about anybody involved in this project. All nice dudes doing what they want to do, doing a good job at it. Just not my shit.
1: Yeah, I'm sure everybody's a fucking nice guy, right? This is the sort of show like when you see it live. Uh-huh. Like if you know, you said this band played the house. I don't remember, um, but I don't remember lots of bands that played the fucking house. Um, but um, this is the sort of shit that like live that that. Instrumental out, outro, like everybody's gonna get real quiet, and then when they 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 fade out and let that the the sustain of that last fucking note sort of fade away, uh-huh. you know, there'll be very polite clapping, and then you get a couple like white people NPR like woo yeah woo! in the crowd, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: like it's true. so
1: it's so fucking sedate. Everybody's like quiet, like they're you know they just saw something important and sacred instead of uh, <laughs> you know. Some dudes fucking around in the basement.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, do we uh we do we want to roll the dice and and try and uh, get one more one more band on this episode, or we want to pivot pivot to voicemails?
1: Yeah. How many we got left? I mean, we're only we got, we we got, got four plenty. left,
0: and we got time for voicemails, so we'll do one more. Okay. Let's all roll right. the dice then. Four. Okay. Four is third face, and as you pointed out, yeah, we did have this band on the show before. We had uh. I think we had Grasping at the Root uh, is yeah. the track that we listened to, I believe, right? Is that correct? Yeah. 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 We, 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 I liked, a, I liked the aesthetic of the people in the mm-hmm. band.
1: They look genuine and fun and whatever, but we said that everything else about it was not to our taste.
0: Yeah, for sure. But they were doing stuff that was like it was not what we expected going into it, and it was definitely weird in its own way. And I think yeah. I think we kind of tipped our hats to them for that for that reason alone. Just like all right, cool, they're doing something different. It's not really to my taste, whatever. Um. So yeah. So this is this is a track off of their upcoming record, "Do It With a Smile." And like I said, Trey sent this in. I'm pretty sure he sent this into us the first time too, but it, it could have been sent in by somebody else. I, I could be wrong about that. I'd have to check the email. So, um. Well, we we had we had the 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 last track on here quite a while ago i think it was uh, like summer of last year so uh, I, I will say that um i like the new art layout a lot better
1: yeah um, it's cool you know it's cool it's uh it's a it's it's cool it's pleasing to look at it looks um for lack of a better word artistic and not like you know just a jumble of fucking like old english lettering juxtaposed
0: against some nerds in a hallway right for sure yes this this looks much better Yes. Um so we're going to listen to the song Villains off of the upcoming LP Do It With A Smile by the band Third Face. We just heard the song Villains off the upcoming LP Do It With a Smile by the band Third Face from Nashville. You can find that at Third Face, all spelled out at at bandcamp.com. Nate, how'd you feel about it? So I like
1: this a lot better than what I remember the other other effort we listened to sounding like. Me too. Um, There was a lot going on in here, and it all kind of worked well. I liked the creepy, crawly sort of asphalt pummeling beginning to it. Mm -hmm. That was like, you know, I mean this wasn't for instance, power violence, but it had aspects of it in there. Sure. Um, it had, you know, hardcore, it had like post hardcore in it, mm-hmm. um, in the, the noodley aspects of it. Um, there's a lot going on. And a lot of times when you start putting shit together like that in some sort of like fucking stew, it doesn't always work. Yeah. Um, but I thought that this worked. Um, I thought this was, I thought this was pretty good. This was interesting. Yeah. One, like, like, Actually, I think the weakest part of the song for me was the blast beat part.
0: Yeah, Um, probably. Like I could have
1: done without it because that refrain at the end—that you know, back into it now—you have no choice. Do it with a smile. You have no choice. The second half of that, when they just sort of had like that fucking like good like catchy hooky sort of like breakdown riff, Mm -hmm. that was better than the blast beat part. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like this. Um, I wasn't sure what we were getting into, going get, what we were gonna go get get going into it. Um, but it sounds. I feel like the last time we listened to this band, we felt like it was kind of a little Frankenstein sort of thing where mm-hmm. it, the parts were kind of glued together, but they didn't all all necessarily work together. Yeah. Um, but I felt like this worked, and this was so. This was an example of something that. This was an example of like emotive music that I could fucking jibe with because, you know, it's not necessarily. I, I don't. I don't know what that other songs. That other band might have been singing about the fucking bougies as well. Who knows, right? Right. Yeah. Um. I, there was no lyrics, right? But I always assume that people that are singing in fucking bands that sound like they're crying about themselves or their girlfriends or some bullshit. Sure. Right? But like this was like emotive in a way that I can fucking relate to. Right. This Definitely. felt. This felt urgent. And, uh, you know, she came across as, you know, undeniably fucking angry um, mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Vote. This worked. This worked. And, and like I said, a lot of times when you start putting too many sort of like too many flavors into it, it, it doesn't it doesn't always shake out at the end. And I feel
0: like this worked. For sure. And like you know, to speak to to what you said about her coming off as, as genuinely angry, I think the vocal delivery on this was especially good. Yeah. Um the really, really good vocal delivery. Uh yeah, overall I thought this was this was really solid. It it did blend a lot together really effectively. It's kinda <clears throat> it occupies the same sort of post everything space that a band like Gouge Away might exist in, um, where it's it's clearly hardcore, but they're are also elements of like weird turn of the century equal vision bands in here there's there's a lot of stuff going on but it doesn't feel overcrowded it feels like very natural it there's clearly some some skill in the songwriting going on here to make all this work together it's not necessarily my lane but um as as we said i think up top about like leaking head you know if we saw that band uh you know, sight unseen, we just go into a show and we hear them, we're like, oh shit, this is cool. I, I feel very similar about this stuff, uh, in the sense that like, you know, I s I see these I see these people setting up, have no idea what to expect. It ends up sounding that good and that different. I'm s I'm definitely pleasantly surprised by it. It's not necessarily something that I'm actively seeking out, but like it's it's undeniably uh, quite good at what it's doing and and not occupying a space that's that's easy to put in a particular corner, which is something that I always appreciate a lot. I could see this definitely coming out, uh, especially now. I could see this coming out on like Death Wish or something. And I could see if this gets in front of the right people, I could see this catch in a lot of people. Like there are a handful of bands that are <clears throat> that are doing, a similar thing, if not necessarily sonically, just in the sense that they are encapsulating a, a, a diversity of approaches of like heavy music of the, of the last 30 years and blending Gum. it in a way. What what'd you say? Gum is an example that
1: comes to mind like that's, that's current. For sure. Um, that's kind of hard to pin down in a similar way.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. There are a handful of bands doing that. And uh, I think I think if this this reached the right people and, and was put out by the right label, I think this could do really well. Especially because, yeah, even though it does incorporate elements of like post-hardcore and stuff, as you mentioned, this is like angry and it feels urgent and it's about real shit, which I appreciate. It's about something that I can certainly relate to and that probably the vast majority of people who are listening this to this can relate to. So yeah, I got nothing bad to say about this. Like I said, not something that I would particularly go out of my way to seek out, but, uh, but was nonetheless pleasantly surprised by. I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly check out the LP when it comes out. I'm, I'm curious. My interest is Pete. So thanks to Trey for sending that our way. Yeah, for sure. I was, I, I just noticed that it, you know, it's up for pre-order
1: or whatever. And, and, but that's the only track you can hear. Yeah. I would like to know what everything else sounds like, because this is something too, where because there's so many different, uh, I guess, inspirational inputs coming in or, you know, there, there's so much different input coming into it that it, it also can be very inconsistent song to song.
0: So for yeah. sure knows. Um, but this song, this song was definitely a fucking ripper. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So we uh, we got through like seven bands on this episode. We were we, we got through a lot of shit. Let's uh, let's pivot to voicemails and, and bang those out real quick. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Zach County Ted again on another walk. Uh, it's not nearly as windy, just trying to walk off this gut I've developed. I was calling because I just heard the voicemail section of last week in which Nate was describing watching a video of a soldier getting his head sawed off with a fucking combat knife in the same way that someone would describe a middling episode of The Office to their coworker. And uh it's becoming clear, Nate, that you are not an onion whose layers we are slowly peeling away, getting the coarse layers
1: out. That you are just a durian of rotten fucking chaos and I love it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think there's a there's a lot of layered complexity to me. Maybe there was um at some point in my youth, but um I, I am just a foul son of a bitch
0: now i think it's in there it's just well guarded there's a little it's, there's a little hard little seed in the middle that you're protecting that you've you've shoved all of the others sort of like uh the the more i i guess like the the furthest reaches of your emotional range you've shoved down into that little seed and you got to dig through the stinky flesh and then crack it open just to get a hint of it
1: yeah it's like akira encased after fucking <laughs> blowing up you know neo tokyo or whatever yes um, <laughs> You know, I will say durian does stink, but it's actually pretty good if you take, like, the taste of it is pretty good. It's sickeningly sweet. Um And, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I-, I guess it is me. Like, it's blasé to just see fucking people getting mutilated and chopped up and shit. It's not that I like it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, whatever, I guess. It sucks, you know? But what are you going yeah. to do? You know, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. It, it, listen. If you haven't watched enough people getting fucked up mm-hmm. um by the like like on the internet, right? I guess yeah. I think about my my niece and nephews and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, they're getting to the age where I know they're getting up to some shit cuz boy, you wouldn't believe the shit I got up to when I was 15 years old, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean like um it 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 fucking make you, it, it it would it would curl your hair and turn it gray if you saw if you saw my uh, laboratory of horrors when I was a fifteen-year-old, um, so I know that they get up to shit and stuff like that. But like, you know, I don't know. You just get fucking numb to it. You get tired of it. Like, you know, I, I, I. There was a time when I would definitely seek stuff out like that, right? Sure. Yeah, definitely. I want to see. I want to see like real gore, right? I want to see that sort of shit. I want to see like that video of that guy that kills himself. Um, on camera for Bjork, right? That was making the rounds maybe 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. He's got his face all painted up. He's talking about how much he loves Bjork. And then he fucking puts 22 short or long. I don't know up his fucking brain. And he goes, Ooh, and blood just runs out of his mouth and he makes that sound for a while right uh-huh. um because that's that's definitely the wrong caliber to fucking erase your brain with <laughs> it sure like, is it'll like just, there's it'll a good, bounce
0: around in there oh dude there's a
1: good chance that his body just sat there on life support with the medulla keeping the heart and lungs going for a while yeah. and uh you know ugh, right yeah um you know so you do get numb to it and i wish i wasn't that's probably that 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 probably is what happened to me right you just get numb to everything,
0: right? Yeah, it's, it's part of it. It's certainly part of it. I I think I, I I I do forget sometimes just how bizarre this whole world and and all of the shit associated with it yeah. seems to, to people who aren't versed. Because like my girl the other day said something about like having never seen you know somebody die, and I was like, oh, you mean like in person? And we'll she check was like. No, (laughs) I was like, you mean like in person? And she's like, well, no, I mean, like, I've just never seen like, I mean, what do you mean? I was like, well, I mean, surely you've seen like plenty of videos of people like dying and getting mutilated and shit. Right. And she's like, no, what, why would I, why would I have seen that? And I was like. I don't know. I mean, you, you never went to like best gore or rotten. And she's like, no. And I was like, so you haven't, see, you haven't seen Al Qaeda setting people on fire and chopping their heads off with chainsaws. And she's like, no, why would I seek that out? And I was like, well, that's actually a very good question. But I, I don't know. I, I was watching the faces of death when I was 13. So I, I yeah. guess I forget that this is... Uh, this is very unique to like subculture. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I also think that it's unique. I, I I think that it's unique to like I don't know uh, certain hormone levels, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true as well, for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I just think it is. I wh- we used to rent. There was a there was a series called Traces of Death, mm-hmm. um, with your host. I think his name is Brain Damage. And you know, like there's different traces of death. Four is pretty good, trace of death three is pretty good too, as I recall. Um, as if you want to see, like, because like Faces of Death, there's there's like you know, cuts in it and stuff, right. and it's it's in the tradition of those old Mondo movies for sure. where they don't you know, it's basically exploitation showing sky burials and stuff like that, right? Right, which yeah, yeah. you know, to look at it is fucking horrific, but um, you know, it's their religion, certainly yeah. no more horrific than uh you know ritualistic cannibalism um and uh trace of death was like a death metal hardcore soundtrack yeah which made it pretty dope and then it was like no pulling punches right yeah um, i think
0: i think you had that on at the house a couple a couple times back in the day yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and like yep. it's definitely exploitative like i remember one of them you know i i can't remember the the death metal song they play but like you know, it shows it shows a baby with um, harlequin ichthyosis. Yeah. And, uh, oh, know, I hate you know, that shit. Ugh. Right. Yeah. And If you don't know, if you don't know, just look up harlequin ichthyosis, and you'll see. No, or and, or don't because
0: it's pretty brutal to look at.
1: Yeah, and and so you know, brain da- brain damage is like it is a you know and the death (laughs) metal kicks in and the baby's like like, gasping and stuff like that and it's horrific right it's it's definitely exploitative and horrific and you wonder what the circumstances were in the 90s where that baby was filmed for five fucking minutes without receiving any medical assistance sure um but like i i had some that i rented because you could rent these things from a video store right and uh i had them at home and and we would watch them with my our friends right i'm this was like this was a period okay so this was a period when I realized that my dad had actually killed people.
0: Right. Right. Like
1: yeah. I was reminded of that because we were watching with our friends at parties or whatever, you know, I'm like, Oh fuck, you know, and and look at all that sort of shit. And slowly through like through entertainment and like nervous mockery become calloused and immune to the um, horrors of life. Sure. Um, so I came home one night after a show or something, it's like two o'clock in the morning. And my dad is watching traces of death too on the couch, just by himself in the fucking dark. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's dark. <laughs> and, 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 I forget what, like, I remember it was, I think maybe it's two, one of them has like one of the worst scenes in is a pig being burned to death with a blowtorch for some reason. Yeah. Um, I don't know why these hillbillies are doing it, but they're doing it. And, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know what we, what part he was particularly watching. I was like, Oh, you're watching this by yourself. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, Kind of screwed up. He's like, the thing that really bothered me was a pig. I don't know why they did that to the fucking pig. And he, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll see you in the morning. And I went upstairs thinking, like damn, my dad is fucked up.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: I, I remember going upstairs, like, thinking to myself, holy shit, my dad's watching that by himself. You know, I was like 19, 20 years old. And yeah. then I was like, yeah, but my dad killed people, didn't he? You know, because yeah. he, he was, he was in a war, not because he, you know, ran around doing it. Right. Uh, so I guess it, like I put two and two together. Um, I don't know what my point is. My point is that um, you shouldn't watch it like that. I guess if you want to be nice,
0: yeah, probably not. No, I don't think it. I don't think it leads to uh, well, well-adjusted adulthood on on any level, really.
1: Yeah, you know, it's there is something to be said for like the types of entertainment you consume and how it fucking rots your brain, right? Cartoons will rot your brain. Don't watch cartoons, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah. You'll end up with a waifu pillow. Yeah. Um all right, we got uh we got one more one more uh message. Let's uh let's listen to it real quick. Hello, Christopher Gray Gordon. I am calling to discipline you for wanting to spend over three hundred
1: dollars on a biohazard comrade. It is a shame to you know someone we must all look up to is actually a simp for a comrade. That is not okay. I am calling to let you know that I will be in touch with the higher ups in the hardcore world and they will be sending down their minions to punish you. Hardcore shorts are not valued at over 200, only to the idiots who think they are worth something of that when in reality they just busted their nuts in it last night. I hope Nate has accepted your fate and will side with the right cause. Thank you. That's
0: the, so. That's an erroneous claim. I merely saw a biohazard shirt listed on Facebook for three hundred bucks. That is a very dope biohazard shirt design. And I was like, oh man, this is sick. You know, wish I were the kind of dude that had three hundred bucks to throw around. But that doesn't mean I actually was considering purchasing it. Come on, if I were a millionaire, perhaps, perhaps only then. But. uh... Also, I'm almost positive that this was AJ. Uh, the fact that the caller ID is is blocked on here, and I, I don't think AJ can resist the urge to call in every week. It It seemed like an AJ voice. I could be wrong about that. I'm not throwing any definite accusations out there, but I feel like it was AJ, and I know AJ is always looking and posting on, like, the various hardcore merch swap pages on Facebook. So that seems like the most likely culprit. Um, but, yeah, that uh, that claim was erroneous. I see you trying to catch me out here slipping, but it ain't like that, so.
1: I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a person on the fucking planet that likes biohazard enough to actually spend $300. bucks. they will say it's a dope shirt in the same way that, um, you know, it's it has nothing to do with the quality of the, of, of the band um nobody nobody is spending nobody likes biohazard enough to spend 300 dollars on a biohazard shirt nobody they're 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 out here man you know you don't you don't they, you don't they see are, them, they are not out here. They, they are not out there um they are not out there um biohazard is just fine um it's not they, they, you know how I feel about spending a ton of money on used clothes, right? For sure. Yeah. Ain't happening. Right. Yeah. Oh. Ain't happening. Um, no. Um <laughs> I I can't think I can't think of uh a single band that I would be willing to spend more than twenty dollars on for a shirt. Twenty five. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. I get you. I feel like, oh, that's a fair way to be. I think that's a reasonable way to be. I mean, spending um, $300 on a vintage biohazard shirt, um,
1: that, is, that is the height of
0: poser shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, there are plenty of people that will agree with you on that point. Um, all right. So I believe that uh, that wraps it up for the night. That was, that was the last call. Quick quick little voicemail section. Um, if you want to leave a voicemail, you can do so at 260-222-8341. If you want to submit music to the show, it is demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old. And if you want to become a patron, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Five bucks and up. will get you access to everything that we've put out and everything that we're currently doing and everything we're doing moving forward. It's a good time to join. We have a lot of content up. I just dropped the fifth part of our Napalm Death Family Tree Series.
1: It's getting to be a better time to join because Bill Steer is up next.
0: Um, Yeah, Bill Steer is up next. And it's looking like, I, I, I really think that episode So it is mostly just going to be an opportunity for us to explore the many sounds of Carcass because he he wasn't in a whole lot of other bands.
1: Yeah, which kind of surprised me. But you know what? That's because he's been fucking killing it in a couple of like regular gigs. Right. Yeah, for Um, sure. And uh, yeah, I mean, the 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 10 hours prior Uh is an absolute fucking punisher.
0: For sure, but I'm sure there are plenty of people who are, are are going to experience some some Schadenfreude and just hearing us suffer through it. So if that sounds like fun to you, uh, there there are indeed like ten hours of us going through and listening to the various beep and boot projects of members of Napalm Death. We're up to we're up to Bill Steer, but we still have several members to go after Bill Steer. Um, oh, we've got, we have quite a few to go. We've got Shane Embry, you know, we've got Barney, we've we've got quite a few to go still. So we've there's got probably most of them. Yes, yeah, we're, we're, we've we probably still got another another five to six episodes in this series. Um, so if that sounds like fun to you. Go ahead and join the Patreon. Like I said, five bucks and up gets you access to all of it, um, and we have some cool stuff coming up here pretty soon for the ten dollars subscribers. Um, and then beyond that, if you like the show, rate and review on iTunes, whatever. Tell your homies about it. Um, I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling really amped on the show recently, man. I'm feeling real good about it. I'm feeling like we've been we've been getting some good bands. I'm I'm taking a lot of uh, I'm, I'm deriving a lot of pleasure in like putting people on to sick music. I don't know. I'm just feeling like a a renewed positivity in 2021 for whatever reason. And I'm feeling very happy to be able to be out here uh, showing people sick ass music. So, you know what I mean? I just, I I guess, shout out to everybody who listens to the show. Uh, I I really like doing this and I've been really looking forward to recording it every week lately. So it's uh, it's been fun. Yeah yeah for sure. so if you if you like the show, like I said, tell your homies, continue to listen. We appreciate you doing so. and uh, I think that'll do it for tonight. We'll catch you next time.